back to an episode of Be Here for a While. Today's episode of Be Here for a While is brought to you by my favorite, Away Luggage. They are the freaking best. I could not travel the world being a comedian without my Away Luggage. But I'll tell you more about that later. Just dropping little hints. I'll give you a little discount. How are you guys doing? Is summer over? Do we have to just resign ourselves to that? I just don't want it to be. Although I would like it to not be 95 degrees when I go running because I'll get halfway through the run and I'll be like, this just seems unsafe. I can't, uh, my skin is overheating. I did not bring water with me. Not to mention, I'm usually listening to a murder podcast and I'm constantly looking around for danger, but that has nothing to do with the heat. That just has to do with my paranoia I have given myself. But um, besides the fact that I want to go running at like 70 degrees or 65 or something, I just, I don't want summer to be over. You know what? I'm going to wear white. I'm going to laugh in the face of society and wear white after Labor Day. I'm doing it. I don't really even own anything that white. My mom, who makes fun of me all the time, just for, she just makes up things that I can't do. Like, I, she just, I can't wear a white dress because I'm just too messy. Like, I'm not seven anymore. I'm pretty sure I could keep a white dress clean, come to think of it. I just washed a bunch of white shirts and they have the most bizarre stains on them. Okay, maybe she was right. Maybe she was right. Uh, I love you guys. Thank you for listening, as always. I uh, appreciate it more than you know. And I was thinking today, I, uh, I had a few, well, first of all, I'm in a great mood. I got an audition in about 15 minutes I need to leave for. That's kind of stressing me out while I'm doing this intro, but don't let it stress you out. I want you to work on whatever spreadsheet you're working on, blog, tending to a child. Maybe you're cooking. I don't know. Maybe you're on your commute. You focus on that. Don't focus on the fact that I have to be on a studio lot in about 45 minutes in LA traffic. I should leave, but I'd rather talk to you guys. Um, (laughs) But I'm feeling good. I feel like when things feel absolutely horrible, it, they will get better. Like, point being, (laughs) when things like that happen, when you feel like, you know, you can't do anything right, you feel like you just have to know that, like, things always get better, and little incremental things that you do every day to better yourself and to and to cut out the noise of what other people think and to you don't know that all those little things you're gonna look back a year later and you're gonna be like holy shit things are going awesome now like and I feel so much better that I endured that and I learned so much more and I learned to you know not trust everyone like I've I have definitely have a problem where I I don't like other people around me to feel bad so I will dumb myself down or be extra self-deprecating or whatever to, um, you know, just make sure they don't feel bad about their situation. We're all the same. And certain people don't deserve for you to do that. They certainly thrive on it. But I think it's all over now. And I'm just, I feel like I have so much exciting momentum and I want you guys to feel the same. And I want you to remember something. So this is a Rachel Hollis quote. Uh, she has the Rise podcast. She's the Girl Wash Your Facebook, and she's just awesome. And um, I don't know if this is like a an original quote from her or if this is just something she says, but it really resonated with me that nobody who has ever achieved achieved more than you will ever judge you for trying something new, for going the distance, for putting yourself out there. So I'm going to say it again. Nobody who has ever achieved more than you will ever judge you 
for trying something new, for bettering yourself, for going the distance, for putting yourself out there. The only people that will judge you for that are people that want to make you smaller so they don't you don't disrupt the status quo of like them feeling, you know, like, oh, we're all kind of not doing you know, much. Like no one who you look up to will ever, ever judge you for trying to better yourself. So it's my little bit of wisdom. But things are good. Things are things are fun. I get to go to Vegas. I hope that anyone that's in Vegas can come to the show. My rock star badass comedian friend Natasha Pearl Hansen is putting together this all-female lineup at the Artisan Hotel in Las Vegas. We're going to be doing the kickoff show Monday, September 16th, Artisan Hotel Las Vegas. You can get tickets for that at my website, rachelbryancomedy.com. It's going to be a blast. We have a kickoff pool party the 15th, the Sunday before that we're all hosting. She's just set up like an awesome weekend, and I'm just so excited about it. And uh, it's just going to be a great time with, you know, women in comedy doing cool shit so come out to that and i'm pretty sure i have my uh philly and delaware dates now pretty sure but i still haven't signed the contract yet philly will be november 7th i will have an official ticket link soon delaware two shows on november 8th and uh, many other shows to come Kristen Doty and i are going to do detroit together just working on that i think i'm going to be doing a smaller show because I will already be in Indianapolis mid-October, somewhere between the 14th and the 20th, so stay tuned for that. And so many more shows, which are just all in the entertainment industry, and I mean, it's probably any industry. So much waiting, so much waiting for emails to come back. But, you know, that's just the way it goes. But that's why I advocate for making things happen for yourself. Get your, put yourself out there, do it. Um, all right, guys, thank you so much again for listening. As always, please rate, review, subscribe, you know, rate it five stars on Apple Podcast means the world to me. And I have a really, really adorable, fun guest today. He's so handsome. He's so sassy. He's just an all around great, nice, nice guy. And I got to know him better at Brittany and Jax's wedding back in June, but we'd hung out before, but I just feel a lot closer to him now. And I just think he's such a great guy. He's funny. He's he talks about his journey with you know coming out, um, basically on national TV. Uh, his very exciting dating life. Hint hint. He's dating royalty. Uh, his he talks about his exit from Summer House. What it was like filming the show. Um, you know who he still speaks to, and he just gives a lot of interesting insight into um, you know what it's like to film a reality TV show and and what it's like when you leave and. You know, there's even a story about when he was working at the Met Gala. There's a little Trump Bono Melania story in there. So he's got an interesting life. You're going to love him. Without further ado, my friend, Stephen McGee. Stephen, thank you so much for doing this. Oh, thank you. Thank you for sitting in my non-air-conditioned apartment right it's now. It's lovely. It's cool right now. Yeah, well, it's it's going to change. I'll it's going to be like Dante's Inferno soon. Oh, same with me. I'm always greasy right. in here. And lately, I just got another round of Botox. So the sweat is coming out of weird places on my face. Like my nose has started sweating. Does that happen? I wonder because I yeah. feel real sweaty after my Botox. Because that's why people get um, Botox in their armpits because you don't sweat there after. So you're not sweating where you had it before. So, so I don't like sweat home. anywhere up here at the top of my face, uh -huh. only down here at the bottom. Interesting. Well, I should be sweating uh, not at the bottom. Did I tell you about this last time we hung out? You mentioned I it. have some paralysis now from my Botox <laughs> where it's not supposed to be. I know. I love your smile right now. <laughs> I can't. I can't smile. 
<laughs> and if I try, I look like a chipmunk. The smile looks like the smile that you would give somebody like when they do something really terrible and they're looking at you for affirmation. Yeah. And you're just kind of like. That is kind mm, of what it is. Yeah. Or I, good. I keep describing it like when you tell a little kid to smile and all they know is to just show their teeth. And so oh, they right. just like go. It's kind of round. Yeah. Okay. Well, your Botox looks great. Good for you. <laughs> when did uh, you get it? Uh, about two and a half weeks ago. That's about when I got mine. I, know. I got mine. And then yesterday I made my appointment for like the next round. Really? How often do you go? Only because I don't go that often. Oh. It's in October. But I wanted oh. to make sure that I don't miss that my That feels a little soon. Well, it's right before August, my birthday. So. October. That's only two months. Yeah, but. You're not going to be able to move your face at all. It's right before my birthday and I'm turning 30. Aren't you going to want to smile at your birthday and move and make it a little bit of... Ex- That's way too soon. I actually have a problem with this. No. Well, I mean, I, I can't, how it's bad It's not going it to dissipate in two months. It takes like three to well, four maybe, at the minimum. I mean, I'm going to get filler too because the last time I got that was in December. So you it's time. You don't need filler. What do you mean? Where you are have, you? You haven't seen my face before. I've seen lots of photos. <laughs> Where do you get it? Um, my lovely friend Karis. Uh, this no, place. but where in your oh, face? Oh, where? So, but you I can s- you can sh- give her a shout out too. <laughs> Karis Whip at Grace Medical. Okay. Um, I started out getting my chin done actually. So I went for the first time. I've been getting Botox since I was twenty one. Mm-hmm. I did it a plastic surgeon, so that That's was pretty. Young. I think I started at like twenty eight. Yeah. I mean, I definitely didn't need it, but yeah. what they don't, you'll never look as young as you do when you start. That's yeah. that, And I was like, oh, sign me up. But I've started to hear a different thing where like, if you get, start getting it too young, then your like facial muscles don't know how to just, they like sort of atrophy a little bit. And so then I don't know, oh, it could yeah. speed up aging. Who knows? Uh, who knows? We'll find out later. Yeah. You know? we'll, we'll find out in October. Yeah. No, <laughs> or we'll find out in like 20 years. What happens to our faces? <laughs> Anyways. So you're getting it at 21. Yeah, I was getting it at 21 because they tricked me. I don't know. I was willing. I was stupid. Yeah. But I feel like everyone that dates a plastic surgeon gets a lot of plastic surgery. Right. So I went with Lauren and Lindsay to get to their person for Botox before yeah. our premiere for season two. And I was like, what would you do to my face if you could do it? And in uh, my doctor's defense, she's very good. And she's very yeah. like... Like she's told me now. Yeah. Okay. Good. And she's like, I was like, my chin has always bothered me. So they put What's filler in my chin? chin. I have a before and after I'll show you later, but okay. I put filler in my chin and it changed my whole profile of my face. So it like built it out a little bit. Yeah. Like made your so chin it like, kind of like pulled it down. I have more of a sloped chin and it pulled oh, it down. I could see that being a nice addition. And yeah. It, what? It's like, yeah, it's like getting a garage put on your house. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> wow, this addition. is very handy. I feel like you would, no one would be able to tell either. Yeah. I support that and then I got my cheeks done a little bit because at the time my face was a little fat mm-hmm. and um what doesn't filler make it fatter well but so when your face gets fatter then this has to go out further so oh so you had to make your cheekbones <laughs> yeah I had to make your cheekbones I don't think it looks like you've had any filler so whatever you're yeah. doing is working great she probably is just injecting me with like water and who I'm knows like I love this <laughs> she just wants uh, to like make you happy she's yeah. like sure Steven sure she's like, sure sure, yeah. sure. That's hilarious. I've always been afraid, like, because I, I only get Botox really for, like, I have, well, I don't have, like, wrinkles at rest, but when I smile, I get, like, little smile lines, like right. anyone would. But Right, like every single person yeah. alive. Which I think is what contributed to this little paralysis, because I'm going to a new doctor who's giving it to me for free, and but my previous one, he wouldn't, like, inject me too far down, because he's like, it can have a problem, it could paralyze your eye or something else, like, Oof. and so I think what happened is this guy went... Too, too far, far down. That's what happened. But 
I've been told like, well, you won't even need uh, Botox if you just get filler under your eyes. And I'm just way too freaked out that it'll like change the shape of my face. Right. I've never gotten the filler under my eyes, but I know people who have. And does it, it does look, look pretty good. I mean, yeah. it's just a little bit. But yeah. I don't know. There, I I may like, never get Botox again. I think I would have gotten it done had I not watched that long needle just going underneath there and just, and then drags underneath your right. eye. Like it's just when too you're scary. there and you can't see it when they're yeah. coming at your eye, but you can't see. I'm like, but you've seen that happen. Right to other when people. I see it to other people, it just look, oof. yeah. I don't know. I may never do it again. This has been a very big learning experience. I don't think that I would have never noticed though. To be honest. Uh. But I like I'm like spilling stuff out of my mouth when I like okay. drink things okay. and like like I tried to drink a beer the other day and it like went down my shirt because <laughs> the opening was too big. It's very cute. Okay, so let's talk about you. Yeah. So what's going? So what season did you leave Summer House? I watched a little bit of you last night on when you um, were in a closet. Oh yeah, that was hilarious. season two. That, that was, was hilarious. my final season. So okay. I did season one and two. Okay. Are they? What season are they on? So they have had three come out. Okay. They are shooting season four. Okay. I don't know why, but they're yeah. doing it. No, yeah. they're, they're staying at it. <laughs> yeah. So okay, so you finished. So that would have been like a year ago. Um. Well. Yeah, it went off a year ago. It's so weird thinking about it because it's like, okay, well, it stopped airing a year ago, but I stopped filming two years ago. Yeah, yeah. Like, that is weird to think about. It's just very weird because like, yeah. you can't move on quickly. Like, Yeah. You, what do you mean? You can't move on? Oh, well, like, you, can't, you can't like do another like, show? You just re- no, but you just remember like, I'm like, well, it just, it feels fresh, but it's been two years, but it feels yeah. fresh because it just happened and because people like to bring it up a lot. Yeah. Well, but- I'm sorry. <laughs> I feel like people want to hear about <laughs> That's it. That's all people want to know about, about yeah. me. They're like, no, I want to hear about your event planning and your dating life because you have the, the most fascinating dating life right now, I think, that yeah. you just casually dropped on me, but we'll go to that <laughs> in a little bit. So um, yeah. I have to ask you a little bit about Summer House. Yeah, of course. Uh, how did you get cast to be on it? So actually what's very interesting, a lot of people don't know that Summer House was not my first reality show. What else were you on? So when I was, this was a show, it aired in 2013 uh-huh. on E! called Playing With Fire. It was about the restaurant yes. scene in New York. Awesome. Okay. Yeah. Great it was about title. the food restaurant scene. Like I so think I actually remember like at least the title and right. Some, yeah. Well, we aired after the Kardashians, so, okay. which was a great time slot. Yeah. Unfortunately, the show sucked. Yeah. How, <laughs> how long did it go for? It was one season and, and they canceled it. Um, it was what too was many your people. role in it? So I had a minimal role on that. Basically, it had like a couple different companies or people that all had to do with the food, like Todd English, who's like the pervy chef. Um, Candice Kumai, who is a cookbook author and like Mm -hmm. magazine person, this girl, Julie Elkind, who's like a pastry, uh, person, Mm -hmm. a young female in a man's world kind of story. And then my company, I worked for these two twin brothers called Derek and Daniel cook. Mm -hmm. And we had like this, fun, crazy restaurant group. So we had like restaurants in New York called Toy and MPD. They were like party restaurants. Oh, cool. Clubsterons, if you Club will. Clubsterons, okay. I hate that word. Yeah. But I feel we, like they could have found a better way to like merge the two words. <laughs> right. I don't know. Like rub. Rest, rub. Rest, uh, rest up. Yeah. Rub. I don't know. So we used to throw this champagne brunch party mm-hmm. called Day and Night, which started at two and ended at six. And you were guaranteed to black out like 2 p.m. to 6 p.m. Yeah. At okay. two, 
it was like all light and bright and you ate at 6 p.m and then at four all the shades came down and it turned into a club we did it all around the world we actually so that was actually what first brought me to the hamptons i used to throw it at this place called gurney's okay we i started this was my big contribution because i was like events at the time I started the world's first skydive bottle service. What does that mean? So we would have someone jump out of a helicopter and parachute and land on the beach at the brunch with a bottle of Dom. This is amazing. (laughs) Wow. Do do people need that much like pop and circumstance? They really did. These people were And you came up with that idea. Yeah. That's hilarious. They were really sad. It's um, just like normal thrills aren't good enough for people anymore. They're right. just like, this isn't enough. <laughs> I have a table. I'm drunk. I need more. <laughs> I need more. So yeah. we were on this show. So I was just kind of like in the office. I wasn't mm. even supposed to be on the show, but I remember the first day they were shooting in the office. I said something really bitchy and mm-hmm. they were just like, can we put a mic on you? <laughs> and that's when I realized I had a future. <laughs> I'm good at reality TV. Um, I'm good at saying bitchy things. So we shot another pilot like two years after that went off the air, he asked us to shoot another pilot mm-hmm. for a show because they had gotten a new head or I don't know, whatever. Mm-hmm. But so, 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 uh, I can't talk about the restaurant scene and event or it was about the company okay. more. So we had different people. I had a bigger role on this pilot and also on this pilot our tentative working title. This thing never saw the light of day, mm-hmm. but the title was VIP NYC. It's not bad. So, I like yeah, it. It's not bad. Not bad. Um, so, it was supposed to be about like creating these crazy experiences for people. And on that show, I met Lindsay Hubbard when okay. we were shooting. I didn't know her before, but I met her when we were shooting that. And at the same time, her friends were shooting the pilot for Summer House. Mm-hmm. And basically, so Lindsay and I got to know each other and we started hanging out. And then afterwards, we found out that. VIP NYC was not going to be picked up. (laughs) Okay. And so she jumped over to Summer House and that is, she brought me into the fold. Got it. Yeah. But were most of the characters on that show actually doing that whole summer vacation experience anyways? Or was it truly people that didn't know each other thrown together? No, everyone did actually know each other. So they cast for groups of friends. Okay. So the original group was, I think, Kyle, the twins, and Christina Gibson, who was on season one, was like the original group of people that they found. And then from there, they were like, introduce us to all your friends. Like, let's find. So that was an idea from the network. Like, we want a show about people with the vacation in the Hamptons. It wasn't like, we find this group of people... Interesting no, yeah. because the they do this. The original thing was about the Hamptons. Got it. And then they just like put out and a they casting. Found, they put out a casting and people showed up. Got it. Was is there anything you regret from doing the show? Um, I don't know that I really have anything that I regret. I I mean, to be honest, I don't regret anything the way it happened in real life. Okay. You might be thinking Oh, well, he should regret that from things you saw on camera. But I don't regret anything the way it happened in real life. I regret maybe giving them opportunities. I mean, but that's what you sign up for. That's what you sign up for. That's what you sign up for. That is what you sign up for. And there's a big old clause in your contract that says they can can do do whatever they want. They can look at your phone. They can do whatever. Yeah. So I, I think the thing that I probably regret the most, though, is just not being... I felt like I was very vulnerable in small spaces on the show, but I never really told some of the people. I mean, because like by the time we got around to season two, it's mm-hmm. like 
you were more friends with some people than other people. Yeah. And so even though you felt like you were having these conversations with some people, like telling them how you feel or you're sad or this yeah. or that, the other people don't know. And they're just talking about you behind your back. Yeah. Cause I they're see. not aware. Do you feel like on those shows or on, on your show that like you just sort of form allies with certain people? Like, cause I feel like that's kind of how Vanderpump works a lot yeah. of the time. Like, Every it's season, it feels groups. like there's a lot of like, and the, and the allies will shift like they will. Yeah. And but but it seems like almost for a whole season, these right. people have almost made a pact. I don't think that they do it consciously, but is right. that how it was on Summer I House? I think so. And especially in the middle of the season, you're almost scared to switch because yeah, you don't, you don't know what's going to happen. Exactly. You're because like, now they already know your secrets. You know theirs. Right. You don't want to. I knew a lot of people's a lot of secrets. Like, so you don't want to burn those bridges. Yeah. And it does function that way where you have a couple strong pillars who will always be on opposites. Mm-hmm. And then the the little worker bees beneath them just so shuffle true. around. So true. That's exactly how it and is. So some people might survive on a show longer just because they partnered up with the right person. I not see, because I they're see. good. I see. I see. So like if they partner up with one of the pillar people. Yeah. Instead of like kind of moving between right. or whatever. Like, so yeah, they never want you to be wishy-washy. Yeah. yeah. That makes sense. Guys. I won't stop and I can't stop talking about how obsessed I am with my away luggage. I mean this. They are probably one of my favorite products of all time, let alone my favorite product to travel with. Away creates thoughtful products designed to change the way you see the world. They started with the perfect suitcase, crafted with features that make travel more seamless. So all you have to think about is where you're going to go next, and they offer a range of essentials that solve real travel problems. They're lightweight and durable. You don't have to ask someone to help you lift your carry-on up into the overhead compartment. You can do it yourself. They have four 360-degree spinners that guarantee a smooth ride. One of my favorite things, an optional ejectable battery to keep your phone charged. You don't know how many times that has saved my life. I also just use that ejectable battery when I'm in my apartment, even when I'm not traveling, because it will charge your phone up to five times. So if you don't want to like be like sitting, you know, with your cord, you know, plugged into the wall, you want to be able to walk around and charge your phone and take phone calls. I use it then. And they also have a bigger carry on. So it is just side to make the most of the overhead bin. I can pack in my larger carry on for, I could probably do a whole week trip easily. I'm just obsessed with Away luggage and they have a 100 day trial on everything that Away makes so you can take it out on the road and live with it, travel with it, get lost with it. And if you decide it's not for you, you can return it um, on any non-personalized item for a full refund. No ifs, ands or asterisks. You're not going to want to, though. Plus, I also recommend getting unpersonalized. I feel so chic and cute with my monogrammed away luggage. Like, how fancy do I feel? And I have an offer for my listeners. For $20 off a suitcase, visit awaytravel.com slash be here and use promo code be here during checkout. That's awaytravel.com slash be here and use promo code be here during checkout for $20 off a suitcase. A-W-A-Y-T-R-A-V-E-L dot com slash B-E-H-E-R-E and use promo code be here during checkout for $20 off a suitcase. You will not regret it. Go travel. Experience life. Um, And I can edit this part out, but I, because I, I didn't get to watch the this part, but did you basically come out on the show? Because I just saw there's a scene where you're crying saying... Yeah, no, so what... I can keep this in? Yeah, you okay. can keep this in. It's basically how I described it to people. It was almost like a second coming out because mm-hmm. I came out to my parents actually two days before Playing With Fire oh premiered. Oh my God. So how old were you when you came out? So I was 20... Uh, 23? Pretty young, yeah. Yeah, pretty young. And I mean, I had moved away from my family mm-hmm. uh when I was about 16 Where'd so you go? 
I stayed in Alabama, finished high school, and then went to college for a year and then moved to New York. We just didn't have that you kind of You graduated high school in, when you were 16? No, when I was 18. Oh, I thought you said 16. No, Sorry. I left and then I stayed and finished high school there. Got it. I see. I see. Um, but started working full time. Mm-hmm. And like, um, I think that I didn't have that relationship with my parents that like I would have, I probably wouldn't have told them if I was really seriously dating a girl yeah. at the time. But I didn't want them to find out on TV. Yeah. So I kind of was like, let me come out. Yeah. Um, Do you mean like you're not that close to them or you're afraid to tell them because they're super conservative or? I'm just not that close to them, especially at that time. Like my relationship with them now is much better than it was then. But at that time, like we basically would check in maybe once a month. Okay. And That's crazy. I literally talk to my mom at least every day and my dad a lot. Yeah. It's like, how's work going? That's what Uh we kept it to because they also knew that I was, my parents don't really like that I was drinking or doing Mm -hmm. other things like going out and. So there wasn't much to talk about except for work. Yeah. Um, and when I came out, we only spoke about being gay one other time. So I had that conversation uh-huh. and I kind of had to be like, look, I don't, I'm not calling you to tell you that I think that I'm gay. Like mm-hmm. I am gay mm-hmm. and I'm I have been. actively gay. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm not doing the Christian thing where it's okay to have those thoughts. Yeah. You yeah. just can't act on it. No, I'm acting. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and loving it, mind yeah. you. <laughs> I'm acting so good. I got an Oscar. Yeah. <laughs> like, um, and the award for best gay. Um, <laughs> those two. So, yeah. So the only other time I ever talked to my mom, um, I was kind of drunk and I had just gotten dumped and I was calling like everyone in my phone and no one picked up and mm-hmm. I called my mom okay. and I didn't really talk about it. And then finally I told her why I was so upset. Yeah. And that's the only other time we ever talked about it. And then, so was it was she like cool understanding or uh, she tried her best, but yeah. so are they, your parents really religious? <laughs> They're very religious. Got it. Um, and that's fine. Yeah. I just don't find the same I don't follow the same beliefs as yeah, them. Totally. And um, so when it came time for the show, it was something I was really kind of going through that like I was having a really hard time dating because I felt like I was keeping this part of my life very secretive. Mm-hmm. I hadn't even like, I don't know. I think the first time I even put anything on Facebook about being gay was like when gay marriage got like legalized. Mm-hmm. Um, Which was when? 2015, I think. Uh-huh. So years later. Um so I felt like it was affecting my ability to have a relationship because I was so closed off to like, I was like having two separate lives on this. Yeah. So I felt like it was kind of like coming out again, not asking them like, but they have to start acknowledging that I'm gay, even if you don't agree with it. Like, yeah. Don't just it, pretend like it's not happening. Right. Yeah. I can't just keep talking about work. Yeah, exactly. And like it also stings because like they are very close with my other siblings. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, well, I just felt kind of like the black sheep. Yeah. That, so, that has to be really hard. Yeah. But it, it's like something you can't control. And it's like, I think even the like dancing around it is worse than them almost being mad about it. I don't know. It's hard to right. explain. I would rather them be angry, and that's kind of how angry I angry, and then eventually accept it, as opposed to just like, "What? What are you talking about? How's work? Do we love? Right. Do we like work? Yeah." It was honestly like I had this really amazing producer, Sam, mm-hmm. who now is on Dallas, dealing with those people. Real Housewives but, of Dallas, or yeah, Real Housewives of Dallas. But this really amazing producer, and she was on season one and two, and I mean, she was like a sister to me, yeah. and she knew 
she was like my therapist and she's like, I think you need to do this. And I was like, you know, I think it's probably for the best. And if they, if it doesn't go well, mm-hmm. then I can make the decisions that I need. Yeah. Like you can't She was saying you need to do what? You need to be out on to camera? Talk to the, no, just to talk to your parents. Talk to like your parents. Okay. you can't expect something from someone if you don't ask them for it. Exactly. That's like, true. Very true. And you'll never know. Right. You so can't just make up your own story in your head of how it's going to go. So right. You don't do it. Yeah. So I felt like I had to have that conversation. And if they had decided like, we don't ever want to hear about that, then I can make the choice like, well, if I want to cut them out, I mm-hmm. can cut them out and I can, not that it would be easy, mm-hmm. but I can make that decision knowing that that was like knowing everything. Yeah. So I feel like it was beneficial and it did. I mean, it was difficult a little bit after having that and then having it re-air again on camera Mm -hmm. and my parents were very concerned with how they would appear and I'm just I was talking about on summer house right on summer house I was like they're they're gonna appear how it is and I think you can tell in the clip like my parents were I think conflicted about it Mm -hmm. like they do really care about me and they do love me but they also believe what they believe yeah and so they filmed this on the show your parents agreed they to? filmed oh shit i need to see that we went to alabama to my family's farm oh wow we have bees. i'm surprised they weren't hesitant about filming well they i think they were a little trepidatious about it mm-hmm. but at the end of the day i kind of said look people know that this is kind of what's happening and mm-hmm. if they if you don't film they're just going to make assumptions yeah. They're just going to assume. And I was, and I think that it did ultimately come off to their benefit because you can tell that my parents care about me. They yeah. weren't just like cold hearted, like, yeah. oh, fuck the gays. Like, yeah, yeah. Oh, they would never say fuck either. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so they were just kind of like, they. Yeah. well, it's probably just a, a totally crazy experience anyways because there's cameras in their face. They're having to accept this right. thing and... That's hard enough anyways. Yeah. And I think my parents, they also, they, they've they come to a place where it's like, they just know that I am who I am and I'm going to do what I do. And like, even last year, uh, and I think at the end of the day, it helps them grow a little bit. And I can tell that they're trying. Last year, growing up, we never had alcohol in our house. Mm-hmm. Last year, my mom took me to Target to buy wine because oh. I said I needed it to get through Christmas. That's so And funny. she was like, all right, I'll take you there. Do they? Do your parents not drink at all? No, no. never. What religion are they? They're It's like Southern Baptist. Okay. So yeah. just like, we really? grew up Church of Christ, mm-hmm. uh, not United Church of Christ because it's a little crazy. Is it crazier? But it's a little bit more like... Like, I don't know. Is that like where like they like fall like, on the ground and speak in tongues? And honestly, stuff? I'm not exactly sure, so I don't want to say because I don't want to get hunted down. I, like I would Whatever. never talk Let's shit. Just speculate. On, <laughs> I would never <laughs> talk shit on Scientology because yeah. they're going to be knocking. You know what? They don't. If they don't like you, apparently, I like. One day, I was just like doing like Instagram stories. I was in the area near where the Scientology was, and I made several Instagram stories. I think I tagged them, and I was kind <laughs> of making fun of it. No repercussions. I was like, or not and, yet. And and no repercussions, but it wasn't, but I wasn't necessarily making fun of it. I was kind of like saying like, why don't you guys want me? No one's like trying to recruit me, but no, also no recruitment. Nothing. I, know. I thought they had the eye in the sky. I they, they have were just... not been as uh, aggressive yeah. with their recruiting. I feel like, cause I used yeah. to see them in the New York city subways all the time mm-hmm. offering the stress tests, which I'm like, why the fuck would I take this? Of course I'm going to be stressed. I'm in the subway. subway. Yeah, I was like, what are you talking? Oh, yeah, great way to corner people. (laughs) I'm in the Times Square subway station. Of course I'm stressed. They're going to be like, you're off the charts. We need to help you. We need to help you. Oh, my God. That reminds me of when I first moved to L.A. and I signed up for L.A. Fitness. 
And one of the personal trainers was like, hey, can I talk to you for a second? And I was like, yeah. And he was like, well, do you want to just do an evaluation and see? That's free. And I'm like, yeah. And, and by the way, I probably weighed 120 pounds. Like, <laughs> yeah. and, that, like, and uh, he would, like did all this body fat stuff. And then he was like, and he looked at the results. He goes, whoa, whoa. <laughs> and I was like, what? He was like, I mean, your body fat percentage versus your muscle. By the way, I'm also very muscular, so this is bullshit. <laughs> right. he, he was like, it's, wow, this is a lot for your age. Like, I'm concerned for you. And it's it, like, scared me so much that I signed up for, like, a $1,200 package <laughs> on the spot. But then five minutes later after I left, I was like, I was just <laughs> scammed. And so I canceled it. But I'm like, that's how they do it. They're like, yeah. I mean, the acting. When you, Whoa. Like, he was, like, freaked out. I'm like. Right. Piece of shit. Also, I was eating dinner the other day in Hollywood and mm-hmm. I saw the Scientology building and yeah. I was like, that is gorgeous. It's majestic. Like, did, That's what I was in front of. I, they like, didn't want me. If it is like, I'm like literally trying to think like, do you think it's like solo house in there? Like, <laughs> is there like a lounge you can hang out in? A restaurant? No, I think it's <laughs> creepy. I actually know a girl that, um, she's a comedian too. And she was, uh, there's UCB across the street and she was yeah. taking classes there and, her and a guy like decided to go on a date afterwards and they got kind of drunk. And so they decided to go check out the inside of Scientology and they kept them there. Like they kind of <gasps> did it as a joke. They kept them there for, I think she said like six hours or something. And they would have, they would like be brought into different rooms and kind of cornered. And then the final room they were in, the guy like brought out like a big binder and he was like explaining like how much it could change their lives. And then he goes, look at the lives we've changed. And he like flips open the binder and it's like a headshot of like Will Smith. <laughs> and then they, he just keeps flipping. It's like Tom Cruise. He's like, look at, don't you want the lives of these people? And keeps flipping it over. And she's like, we got to get the fuck out of here. I'm like, yeah, I want that, but not for like a hundred thousand no. dollars. Oh, you have to pay them for Yeah, I know yeah, you have to pay, you pay them. But them. I thought it was also like they, um, we're going to get in trouble. We, should we stop? I don't know. No. Who's that li- man outside? Yeah. Are they listening <laughs> to us? I feel like the inside of that building, the Scientology building, is kind of like, do you know what this is? The Winchester house? Uh, yeah. Oh, that, yeah. Like, the, the, where the guns, where the, they can't. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. With corridors. all the like windows and doors That's to nothing. That's a crazy and stuff. story. They, because like, it was haunted. Right? Yeah. It was haunted and she kept building different corridors. To trick the ghosts. I'm like, I these mean, things can walk through walls. Do? They don't need a door. Or move. I mean, yeah. she could have moved. Wasn't it that like be, she was being haunted by the people that were killed by a Winchester gun or something? Maybe. I'm not sure the backstory. Yeah. I just know I remember when I was a kid watching all those like scary things. Yeah. And I love that kind of shit. I don't know. Did you ever watch that one where they take the regular people to like a haunted hospital and they have to do the mission and like get out of there? No, but something? I would do it. I know. My my dad and my sister wanted to be on that. I'm like, not me. Do I'm you- a gay boy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm afraid of everything. <laughs> Wait, your dad and your sister would want to be on it. I would think that if they were super religious, they'd be like, we don't want to be around the devil's kind or something. I don't know. Maybe they were going to fight him off or something. <laughs> there you go. It's so funny. I have to show you a photo after we're done of, if you believe in that shit, uh, the scariest photo of that we took of Zach on the Queen Mary. Oh my gosh. I rem- I haven't seen this photo, but I remember hearing about that. It's, we found, so there's, there's a room on the Queen Mary where um, it's unmarked. You can't stay in it because like something horrible happened there. I don't know, some type of murder or something. Um, and we ended up figuring out where the room was. And so Ugh. it's a, bu- a bunch of us on my birthday and we go and we're just like taking dumb photos sort of in front of it. And I- we just took a photo of Zach. And he's standing in front of it. And there is this like black, like 
evil mass of energy it's like there's no i've shown it to like a lot of people like even like paranormal experts and there's no other way to describe other than like that's something crazy i know katie is really into like the orbs and all of that too she told me stories about she's seen some shit yeah Yeah. it's crazy so it's britney actually i had i've seen well i've had i have one ghost experience from london with saucy which is pretty crazy um anyways okay so back to summer house um (laughs) do you are you still friends with many of the people on there i'm still really good friends with lauren and ashley Mm -hmm. um yeah (laughs) yeah i guess that's i guess that's it (laughs) i'm friends with uh like jacqueline who was on season Mm -hmm. one and yeah okay (laughs) Uh, what a pc way i mean i just feel like a lot of things went down and I I recently did another podcast and I was talking about like, you know, I am over the drama of all that, you know, Mm -hmm. honestly getting off the show, best thing, best thing. It seemed like Mm -hmm. it was terrible at the time, but if I was still on that thing, having to try to get ratings, do the shit to get all for like five views. Mm -hmm. Um, isn't that isn't that really funny how that works? Where like it was the worst thing at the time, and now looking back, you're like, thank God, right? I feel like that people need to realize that when they're going through like weird shit in their life, or they're going through like and some sort of This was a very luxurious problem too. Yeah, but, I mean, I, mean, I no, it was still, the end of, of the world. It's kind of devastating. I mean, yeah, if it was something you thought you wanted to do at the time. Yeah, well, it is. It is like I I, I viewed it like I had all this opportunity, and I was recently describing it to someone, and I was like, it's not. You don't actually have the opportunity. They have it and they loan it to you mm-hmm. and they're going to take it back. Yeah, but you but don't you feel like you have I mean, now you have like more of a name and like you can still do more right. because of it. I can do a lot more. I mean, uh, does I, it help your business? It has helped business um, nominally. I think it. I think it's pretty fun. Like people like I'll show up. I email. I do most of my work over email or phone. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden when people see me, they're like, wait. I like yeah you run like a really big event panel business don't you that's um I work with some big events I just did one wedding that was really that was just in vogue Mm -hmm. it was amazing whoa that's cool um whose was it it was uh her name was Whitney Ford you Uh can look it up I think I forget the Ford family I don't well it's spelled like Ford but I don't think that I I I don't research Mm um (laughs) Google is Google's not your friend I don't care who these people Um, are yeah but they were so lovely. The wedding was amazing. Um, I work with this amazing planner, Marcy Bloom, mm-hmm. that she does the most gorgeous things. And she's taught me so much. She has so much wisdom. And um, I have, like, quite a bit. I'm traveling around. I'm trying to do my own things. I actually just got, like, I, I freelance with a lot of people. I've mm-hmm. worked in all kinds of industries. Like, when it, my first job in New York was mm-hmm. run uh, was working for the design company. Mm-hmm. My very first event. The Met Gala. Oh, my God. Um, so you got to like, were you there? Yes. Was it insane? I've done the Met Gala three times. Is it insane? It is insane. What's the craziest thing you've seen at the Met Gala? The craziest thing that I've ever seen. One was Oprah dancing. Oh, my at God. At the after party. Was she like a little drunk? She was just like, she's exactly how you think Oprah yeah. would be. Kind of like your mom. Yeah. Like at like a mom at like a daughter's wedding that's so happy and just oh like God, having a good cute. time. It was like Oprah, P. Diddy, and like Anna so Wintour funny. dancing together. Anna Wintour dances? Yes. Wow. I mean, when they summon her, she'll do it. That's so funny. When they let her out of the coffin. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, then one of the craziest things that ever happened, this was 2010. Mm-hmm. 
So pre all the shit, I was in charge of setting the after party up at the Mark Hotel in New York, which Mm -hmm. is super fancy. It's near the Met. So Mm -hmm. they invite about 800 people to the Met and then they invite about 300 people to the official after party. So the cream of the crop. Yeah. Um, and this was before, like, they started having all those other after parties. So people went, Uh um, there was this like VIP section that there was a Vogue staffer who I had been like, okay, you need to stand here and make sure no one sits over here Mm -hmm. until it's time. Of course, she like went to do her lipstick and I walk over and Donald Trump and Melania are sitting with, of all people, Bono. Oh, my God. At Anna Windhorst's table. And, like, that could not happen. And yeah. I was like, uh, uh, like, what do I do? What do yeah. I do? I'm I'm 20 years old. Oh, my God. And I'm like, what do I do here? Um, I just walked over and I was like, I'm sure Anna would like for you to be here. But you cannot sit here until she arrives. <laughs> and they actually got up. And they were nice about it? They actually got up. All right. Well, I think that they were afraid. And now yeah, I, I, I feel know. like people are just afraid of Anna Wintour. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but that or was maybe my they Donald were Trump of you. encounter. They were maybe afraid of you. I don't think they were afraid of me. Like <laughs> in my like crappy talks at the time and yeah. like black sneakers. But That's hilarious. Yeah. So I did the Met. I did um, like a lot of things with them. And... Uh, I so I've worked with a lot of other companies. I actually have my very first wedding that I'm doing now. It's gonna be at the box of all places. Oh, that that like the nightclub yeah. in New York, which I where love. where they do like weird naked stuff. Yeah, I've brought like Stassi They're there. They're doing I a wedding there. People there. Yeah, I want to go there. I think the it, walls are decoupaged with like porn. Yeah, and dominatrix. Yeah, and I actually decoupaged a photo of myself on the wall one time. It's so amazing. it's still there. What does decoupage mean? It's like when you take a bunch of pictures and glue them all. Like, like a collage. And you, yeah, like a collage. Okay. You decoupage. Oh, that's a fancier way to say it. I know. Don't how ask me to How is someone doing it. a wedding in there? Well, I don't know how big it is. Is it it's big? It's not that big. So basically, like, we take, you do the ceremony and there's a stage and then we move everybody upstairs for cocktails while we flip the whole downstairs for dinner. That sounds pretty cool. Yeah. And then it's just Your job a big sounds really party. fun. It Do you is love it? fun. Yeah. I function well in high stress, which is uh-huh. probably why I work well on reality TV. Yeah. Well, but, and at weddings. Yeah. Yeah. But so that's super, super fun. Is this and like, like the end end game what you want to do? I mean, no, no one knows their end game. I, mean, I don't I know. know. I mean, it's fun for right now. Mm-hmm. I don't know what I want to do. I really like like at home entertaining, stuff mm-hmm. like that. Do you cook? I um not well. Okay. I did take a pasta making class recently, yeah. though. Well, if you ever want to do an at-home entertaining and you need a great cook, you can hire oh, me. Oh, what's your favorite dish um, to make? Gosh, I don't even know. I've been I, I've been dabbling in like Asian food lately. I've, I've been putting all my recipes on my uh, website now because I was always just like posting like photos of food I was making on Instagram, and then people yeah. would ask me for recipes, and then I started like. When you come to New York, we'll host a little intimate. Let's do dinner it. party. I would love that. Love that. Um, so how's your dating life going? I mean, I know because you just kind of casually dropped it and I was like, nope, for real though. Is he really? Right. So my dating life is going well. Um, if you watch Summer House, you know that during season one, I was kind of like very with this very mysterious person. Mm-hmm. Um, did he ever film? He never filmed. Um, he, so anyway, I'm in LA right now recording this podcast with, Rachel, and I was here because I was seeing that guy again. Mm-hmm. 
Um, we actually haven't seen each other since that time. And, um, so basically this guy, his name, we'll just call him C. Okay. Um, his, you don't even have to say what royalty comes from in any place because then people will be able to figure it out. His, his aunt is a queen. It's insane. So he's not, yeah, it's very, I, I still need a full breakdown of this. Yeah, but you works, haven't but he you does, like gone to the castles and stuff? Yeah, I've stayed in the palace. Like what? It's crazy. It is crazy. Do you have like servants waiting on you as a guest? No, and I'm very low maintenance. I wouldn't even know what to ask them for. You? What am I'm I going to sure, be like? I'm sure you could come up with. Can something. I have a grande chai tea latte? <laughs> like, what am I going to say? That's true. That's true. Like I wouldn't even know what to do. Say. They do they make your beds and stuff for you? No, well, so you're just they extended. probably would. I yeah. mean, I, I, like, it was very I like minimal sleep like a board when I'm in there because yeah. I'm so nervous. I just like fold myself under the sheets and just <laughs> slide out. Like, was it really extravagant? It is pretty crazy. Like when the last time I was in this place, I was the first American with the security clearance that I had since Barack Obama what? had visited. That's insane. I would right. tell every that'd be the first thing I would tell people when I introduce myself. I'd be like, Hi, I'm Steven. Uh first clearance that American was been granted this yeah. before or since Barack Obama. No big deal. I like I'm in a great club. Like one yeah. time I was one time we You should were, just say you know Barack Obama. I feel like you could just lie. <laughs> I know Barack. Yeah, it's pretty close. It's um like one time degrees. when I was over there, we were biking around and we have been like going out and drinking and we were biking and we roll, we're biking past this nightclub. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, uh, princess and prince are like in their motorcade yelling out for this guy. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, what is happening? I'm wasted. Yeah. Like, honestly, like my, have you ever biked while you're drunk? Yeah, like That's once in college. That's not something you do in New York. Not but like safe. my shins yeah. look like someone had just beaten yeah, them not with safe. a baseball bat. Not safe. Um, so they're like, you have to come inside with us. And I'm just like over there fumbling with my bike lock and stuff. <laughs> You're a like, guy, hold on, I don't want to get my bike stolen. <laughs> a guy comes over and helps me. And when I finally get inside this guy, he's like, that was the prime minister helping you. <laughs> what like, the fuck? What is this? Marry him. I, I just do it. Might. Do it for all of us. I just might. We had a very nice time while he was here Aww. in LA. When do you get to see him next? I think I'm going to go over there in like November, December. I feel like you have to make this happen. Right. Fine. I have a get, whole. Fine. Get that Botox if you need to. <laughs> do what you got to do. I Pour have an entire <laughs> photo album on my phone. I've already planned our wedding. Oh my god! I've had it planned for like five years. You did tell me you were like, then there's take this many steps to walk up to the the aisle takes fifty two seconds to walk down. Now, how did you explain that to him when you were there? When you were like visualizing and and counting your steps or whatever? I went once with him, and then I went back in private, just to really soak it in and make sure that it was going to work for me. Is this going to work for me? Is this the life I want? Right? Is this what I want? (laughs) Is this what Stephen wants? I really have to ask myself. (laughs) Yeah. That's so funny. I mean, I think it's like, but you know what? If it doesn't work out, I I, I do feel like this. It's still just a great story. We met in 2011. Oh, geez. That is so so long long ago. ago. And it's been off and on and off and on. It's a great story. I mean, it's a great party story. It's amazing. So even if it doesn't work out, you have that. Right. And I feel like. And you're always going to be better than the rest of us. And we have a country that we can go to if shit goes down in America. Okay. I'm down. 
<laughs> make it happen. Okay, now I'm going to ask you listener questions and then we're going to wrap it up because it's so hot in here. I can't handle it. Are you hot yet? Not really. I've been hot in LA though. Ugh, I can't do it. Okay. So the ones I screenshotted, I'm sure there's more. The first one from Kristen Doty. Oh. Who is his favorite Vanderpump <laughs> cast member? <laughs> I love Kristen. I have it? to say that if there's one person, I think that it's a tie okay. between Brittany and Kristen. I will say Kristen Doty is, I know why people like Kristen Doty, and I think she gets a really bad rap on the and show. Kristen's one of the sweetest people. She is one of the sweetest people. She is fiercely loyal. Like, mm-hmm. I will get texts from Kristen so out of the so blue, good. like, mm-hmm. hey, how are you? How are you, babe? Like, I she, couldn't agree more. She is so sweet. And then also, you know, our little Kentucky gem. She's just, it's she's like, also in just the sweetness the level, sweetest. it's so hard. She's also to. just, I've never been around someone who just doesn't stop smiling. I know. Like, and who can just laugh she's and just, laugh. Everything is so fun to her. The other night I was over at Brittany's house and uh-huh. we... We're just like chilling. I don't know. We're just hanging out. We're like, we're going to learn the dance to Sierra Ride. Oh, I've seen it. Did you see the videos? I've seen oh, it. When right. you, guys, you guys made um, knee pads? We made knee pads out of towels. They're I amazing. I still have a scab on my foot from scraping it on the floor while trying to grind the air. <laughs> you guys need to post those videos. They're hilarious. I was uh, dying. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. They're, those ones are good ones. Uh, Lindsay Coopins. Is he still friends with Lindsay from Summer House? That's not the same Lindsay, right? No, it's not the same. Okay, so a, a girl named Lindsay so, asked if you're still friends with Lindsay from Summer House. So Lindsay and I, we did not have a falling out, I mm-hmm. don't believe. On my end, we just don't really connect anymore. Yeah. Like, it's like she's busy, they're busy. Like, But, I mean, I'm still friendly with her. But I wouldn't say that we, like, catch up on each other's lives often. Yeah. Okay. We got a Mads, Madsfeld, I don't know. OMG, yay, I love him and miss him on the show. What does he think of the new girls, Paige and Hannah? I think they are great additions, but I st- but still don't fill the void of him. Um, so I guess, what do you think of them? I didn't watch the show, so I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Paige uh, has a market. Mm-hmm. She seems nice, and she I, I did see, like, what I've seen, she looks like she doesn't really put up with a lot of bullshit. Yeah. Which is nice, um, because there's a lot of bullshit floating around from yeah. some of those mouths. <laughs> but, um, yeah. but she seems nice. Hannah, I like Hannah. Um, I don't really know that she's interesting enough to be yeah. on there. That's a challenge. I hope she so. She has a podcast, I think, because I she think does I, have her, a podcast. Some, uh, her, she her, started her a assistant podcast. or someone, the producer asked me to do it. And it was just a fake email. It was Hannah, probably, but oh. just a. <laughs> yeah, I, don't know. I do the same thing, to yeah. be honest. I've, I've, I'm like, I've, I've this is many, Steven's assistant. I've done Mary. it many times. <laughs> many times. Um, my friend Haley, who's actually awesome and you would love her, she said, ask him if he wants to be friends with me. Sure. <laughs> you would actually love her. She's hilarious. Um, hold on. Let me see if there's any more because I posted this one hour before he did the podcast. So you're always on time. I need to know if Steven will give his older sister a shout out on the podcast. Is this your sister? What's her name? Kristen. Yeah, that is. Oh my God. That's so cute. Hi, Kristen. That's really cute. Uh, my tie, my, I don't know if that's the person's name. What is his current status with all of the old castmates from Summer House? I guess you kind of answered that. Yeah, I would say that the only one, I mean, look, I'm not trying to be friends with anybody again, 
But I'm kind of over it all. The only person who I think I can't be friends with again is Carl. Yeah. And he knows what he did. Do 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 your list of my listeners know <laughs> what he do? I just think that the whole the whole way that the situation went down was, uh, I mean, let's face it, the way that it lo- went down on camera was not the way that it happened in real life. Mm-hmm. I mean, they aired uh, the conversation in the bar about me talking about his, his best blowjob of his life. Yeah, was like thirty seconds of an hour and a half long. Uh, hour and a half long conversation and that yeah. le- and it was I mean if you really watch it and watch how it's chopped up you can tell that that wasn't how it all came out and were you making a joke that like you gave him a blowjob no I, I mean know. I was basically my point in the whole thing I just listed I think that Carl is a pathological liar to yeah. be honest mm-hmm. um, and he, maybe he can't help it yeah. but I think he is, he puts Billy McFarlane to shame okay Um, and he I kind of was there and I was done with just all these things. And he had been telling some things about me to people lies about me Mm -hmm. that they can't trust me and this and that. And listen, I'm very trustworthy. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that I listed all these things like that. I think he's been lying about and that are not true and that I know he's been lying about. And then I said, and you even told me this one, the, the best head you ever got because you were trying to get in with like me and my gay friends and this and that. I just accused him of a bunch of lies. Mm -hmm. And of course they like cut out. I mean, all of that. Yeah. And, and then not only that, but he went on to feed that story through his interviews. He went along with the story the producers were trying to tell, which was to victimize him because he didn't have anything positive going for him, which is the same reason why they had to bring his mom out to film multiple times. Like, so that people feel sad for him. Yeah. Like, we just heard about his divorce, his parents getting divorced. Mm-hmm. They had been getting divorced since before we started season one. Yeah. Yeah. Like it wasn't a big deal then. Yeah. It just So they victimized him in the way of like, well, I guess I don't, I don't, I'm trying to figure they out what the story like is. kind of made him like the victim so of that people what? would like, feel bad for him. So you, so basically you were saying he either got or, or gave a blowjob to someone in your gay friend group? No, he told us one night that... <laughs> Can't believe I'm saying it again. Sorry. One night, sorry, he said, I just because I haven't seen it. So one I'm trying night, to understand. he said, "Oh yeah, the best head I ever got was from a guy." Oh okay, and got it. We were just kind of like, "Oh," and what he was trying to like, about? like relate to your friends. I see, right? And they just used that little clip. He said it in front of a group of people. Yeah, so yeah, it yeah. wasn't like this was some top secret thing. Then when the show comes out, I see these interview bites being like, "I confided in Stephen about." All this uh, stuff. I see, I see. It was I actually, see. I was sexually assaulted Got it. while having a threesome. Like, Got it. Um, it was like this crazy spun Got web, Got which I, every web, mm-hmm. as someone comes with a broom and knocks those down, like, yeah. and it will. <laughs> Got it. That makes sense. Okay, okay. So he's like, he's the only one that you'll never speak to again, but the rest of them, you're like, I mean, I don't even have a desire to speak to him. It's like yeah. he is a he's just a bullshitter. Like yeah. who wants to be friends with somebody that's not even real? Yeah. I would rather have a cardboard cutout of Carl to yeah. be friends with yeah. than someone that's going to just fill fill every conversation with lies. It's so scary. People like that. I don't, I don't know him that well. I mean, I've only met him a few times, but people like that freak me out where like they're just so used to lying. That's like their default. And I think half the time they don't even know they're lying anymore. Like they right, just, they believe it. Yeah, they totally do. And I think that slowly but surely everyone is catching on. I mean, mm-hmm. 
there's some people in your friend group that have caught on. Oh, really? So. Mm, who? Uh, you don't have to tell me. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think everyone's catching on to just, it's not all adding up. Yeah. He likes to keep his friends separate so that they can't compare stories. Uh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Okay. So he's like different, different friend groups so that no one can. Yeah. Interesting. Well, okay. So what's next for you? I mean, you kind of already answered, but I'm closing it out. What's next for you? Where can people find you? Um, Where can they hear more of you? See yeah. more of you? So I see that beautiful face. Uh, yeah. Well, you can follow me on my Instagram mm-hmm. where I Photoshop and smooth every photo. Uh, so it looks great. Who doesn't? Um, <laughs> it's it's manufactured Botox. <laughs> um, it's at Stephen McGee. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm going to be around. I'm going to be doing some things. I have some things in the pipes, mm-hmm. but nothing really that's like. Would you do another show? I would do another show. Um, I don't, I, it just depends kind of what it is. Yeah. I think that there's like. Could be about your Royal wedding. I don't know. Right. Oh, you know, <laughs> just throw, I've, you just throw know it out there. I've already thought about like, <laughs> I will think I want a Netflix documentary about that. Like, I'm just like, you're just mm, picking and choosing. Maybe you're Hulu. Like, you're like, mm, no, I don't think so on that one. Netflix would be number one. I'm yeah. definitely not going to do it. on Eve. You'll definitely be invited though. So you can uh, podcast you. live. Uh, I will. I'm doing everything there. I'm, I'm involved. I'm going to, I'm, I mean, I love you anyways, and we're friends, but like, I'm going to really weasel myself in <laughs> yeah. just so I make sure I'm heavily involved. If you learn the harp, I'm mm-hmm. going to have some harpists playing yeah. while I go down the aisle. Uh, you don't want me playing an instrument <laughs> okay. or singing or well, you really doing anything. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. All right. Well, thank you so much for doing this. Thank you. I'm so sad you're leaving LA. I really thought you were staying much longer, but I feel like you shortened I it. I still have more days, but then I'm coming I, back. I leave. I'm coming back to do another wedding. Oh, okay. For when do you come back? September 12th through 16th. You can find me. Okay, cool. All right. Bye. Bye. Bye.